I love to sleep. I truly do. I love the long lingering of a warm, cozy snuggle up to my perfectly formed curve in the neck of my pillow and the fuzzy ruffles on the outside of my comforter as the bottoms of my feet glide across the top, all while attempting a lengthy stretch of my quadriceps before they attempt to hit the floor. It never fails that every morning I am deeply tempted to hit the snooze button like it contains the prize to the greatest thing a day could possibly offer. It's more of a natural instinct that feeds into the slight addiction I have to rest. The subtle hush of the quiet before the noise of my day rushes in and I am tempted to settle. I am tempted to abandon all that I have set to accomplish within the early morning hours where time is a gift and not competing for other voices and agendas. Craig Rochelle states in his latest book, The Power to Change, the decisions you make today will determine the stories you tell tomorrow. I have found this to be so true, not just in hitting the snooze button and settling for the momentary satisfaction of a little more false rest, but actually sacrificing the moment of seemingly good for the better moments of uncovering the great that awaits my day. We settle more than we realize. We are faced with opportunities that afford us casual comfort in the moment, but leave us settled inside the wasteland of its momentary satisfaction. Choosing to settle robs us of the bounty that lives inside the power of the best that awaits us. God beckons us to his better for us, and he gives us the power to step beyond the moments we are tempted to settle. He always has his better awaiting us, and he gives us the power to choose to settle or not to settle. In Genesis chapter 25, we capture a tiny glimpse of a settling moment between two twin brothers, Jacob and Esau. Esau was a hard-working man, a skillful hunter working the fields. You know, working his fingers to the bones, bringing home the wild game for his family. And he was depleted. Starving to the point that he felt the ache to wave the white flag of surrender and to settle for the momentary satisfaction of comforting his discomfort. He was hungry. His brother, Jacob, held the warm comfort of nourishment that his weary body was aching for, food. A warm bowl of soup. Oh, the temptation to settle, to surrender his birthright to Jacob's request for it, was hanging on by a thread to Esau's longing to be relieved of his hunger. Surrendering God's best for him, Esau gave an oath to Jacob, surrendering his birthright for his momentary satisfaction of his palate. Esau despised his birthright because he failed to see what it could do for him beyond the instant satisfaction of his hunger. We are only given so much context to their whole story. We know that the Lord answered Isaac's prayer for Rebekah to bear children 
and Rebecca, their mother, even pleaded with the Lord over the struggle she felt while carrying the twins. We know that the two brothers struggled in the womb, and Jacob was even born grasping Esau's heel. A power of the flesh at play to rise above God's birth-given best, and a strong desire to settle for what our flesh desires to feast on in the moment. The decisions we make today will determine the stories we will tell tomorrow. I am almost positive that at some point along our journey, we can relate to every role and perspective in the life of this family. Wanting what was given to someone else more than resting in what was given to you. Hoping to steer or control the outcome of the desire of someone that you love. Seeking to make sure that all of your people are happy with how they were created and helping and hoping they will embrace it well and with dignity. And at the end of it all, being okay with the outcomes that you cannot control. Choosing not to settle for someone else's settling because your eye is on his best for you. Choosing not to settle will not always feel good. It won't always feel like a win. It may leave you all alone and appearing foolish, but it will breed healthy identity, security, and cause you to be right in sync with where you are truly meant to be. Choosing not to settle will collide with hopeful purpose towards God's best for you. It will spread far beyond any explanation that could ever make sense to the human eye, and it will land your heart in a peaceful place that passes all understanding. You will feel it like fire in your bones because the determined discipline of your choice will fuel your steps. God's pen that is writing your story will tell of itself because the power of him will be living through you. And to tell of your story is to tell of him. His best is so much deeper and richer and fuller than our skewed versions of our seemingly perfect best. The flattery of the view of this world and what we can pretty up for to present to our spaces that we land in. On the screen or behind the screen, in the room or outside of the room, before your peers or behind closed doors, with your family and friends or by yourself, you were made for such a time as this. And your birthright given to you by your creator will always be your safe place. Your constant inside and outside of this inconsistent life and the inconsistency that life weaves us in and out of. There will always be a competing best because we have an enemy who desires to alienate us from what God has for us. He will continue to place twists and turns of momentary pleasures in front of us in an attempt for us to become fully and wholly blinded by very calculated, palpable reprieves to settle. The decisions that we make today will determine the stories that we will tell 
tomorrow. I have real experiences of settling myself and I have real experiences of watching others that I love settle for their momentary pleasure because they had become blinded by a storyline that their enemy was writing over the one their master creator had already declared over their life. We can choose a different narrative, but it doesn't change the intent of the birthright given to us. There are many choices we can make in our day that lead us toward a place of settling or spur us on to our God-given birthright. Do we wake up and choose to be passive or posture our hearts toward prayer? Do we lean into being sedentary or seek to be active and social? Do we choose to isolate or seek intentional social interaction? Do we choose positive change or do we settle for the negative familiar? Do we choose to fabricate a social media status for followers or do we choose authenticity in an uninhibited effort to be and become the most real in our circles surrounding us and given to us? Do we seek our savior over the world's false sense of saving? Sometimes you are not settling, but you are choosing him and seeking his way. Choosing and seeking his plan for your life and choosing and seeking and settling into your birthright given to you by him. Sometimes you see clearly the path he's laid before you and sometimes you don't see. And the view up ahead is fuzzy and somewhat unclear of what's next. The pivotal choice in these moments, these seasons, is to wait. Wait upon your creator, the ordainer of your life, the Lord of your life. Keep your hands open and your heart steadfast toward him. He always sees. He sees our choices and he knows our heart, whether we are in a season of settling wrestling with settling or seeking our birthright. He sees us. He is leading and working even in the waiting. He is working in us and through us. He is prepping us and preparing us for what he has next. A settled heart in Jesus chooses not to settle for anything outside of his plan and his ways. There's no peace there. There is no clarity there. There is no lasting fulfillment there. You can be curious about what's up ahead when you can't fully see it yet, but you won't settle because you won't ever be deeply and truly satisfied. I can recall many times on my journey with Jesus that I have not seen what's ahead and I absolutely wanted to. I craved to be given insight into the future of my situation and I even begged God for it because I believed I would be better for knowing and I would walk through my season better by knowing. Not one single time through any of those seasons did I experience anything better or know anything greater apart from settling into his hands and his presence and waiting on him. 
The more my hands opened to receive his way, the more I settled into his peace over settling into my plan. Our insight comes when our hands are open in surrender. I fully believe this is a portion of what God meant when he said as followers of him and his way, we must die to ourselves daily and pick up our cross and follow him. Listen to his voice over our own voice and the voice of others. Why do we settle? Are we more enamored by what feels right in the moment over what we know is right for our moments to come? Is it because satisfaction is the real craving and holding on to the hope that something greater is ahead seems too large to contain? The noise of now is swallowing up the wisdom that comes with the waiting, waiting for God's perfect timing over grasping our passing pleasure. If we settle now, then the struggle will pass. But in reality, exchanging our future best for a present pleasure will leave us stranded and chained to the consequences of settling. Can we rise again from the aftermath of settling? Absolutely, we can. We can always overcome, start over, come back. But We are not promised that we won't encounter some repercussions and the sting that follows. Open-handed surrender to God's way will never lead us astray. It may not always be as clear as we would like for it to be. It may not always look like we would like for it to look. But when we fully surrender to God's way and His plan, We are always fully and supremely safe and secure. Living a life of open-handed surrender and choosing to reject settling is an ongoing process. No one ever arrives at a place of, I got it. We will either choose surrendering to his will or settling to ours again and again. Every single new day we are given. I believe it's important for us to talk through some of the practical ways we can live in open-handed surrender when we recognize we are tempted to settle. Number one, we must be seeking a daily, on-purpose, private relationship with Jesus. If we are not seeking Him on purpose, we won't learn to recognize His voice, hear it, and discern when we are flirting with settling for what we want versus what he wants. We do this through reading scripture and talking to God through prayer, pausing in silence to listen for him to speak, meditating on the truth and character of God, repeating what he says about who we are as followers of him to ourselves. Choosing to trust him with what he is asking of us, even when we have no clue what the actual outcome will be. Some, sometimes God will let us fail and endure pain and disappointment, take us through grief so he can come closer to us and reveal to us not only the depth of who he is, but so we can experience a level of his character and love that I believe we're 
incapable of experiencing outside of heartache and pain and disappointment. He asks us to come to him all who are weary and heavy at heart, and he promises to give us rest. God created us to surrender to his will so we could authentically, abundantly, and radically fulfill his plan for our life. Don't you ever forget that we belong to a Savior that has felt and endured every single pain, heartache, experience, and emotion that we have. And he is the one and only sinless one. He will never ask something of us that he hasn't endured himself, equipped us for, and that he won't walk through ahead of us and with us. Elizabeth Elliot once said, He makes us wait. He keeps us on purpose in the dark. He makes us walk when we want to run, sit when we want to walk, for He has things to do in our souls that we are not interested in. Number two, we must be aware of our culture but not blend into the threads of our culture. The voices that stem from our present world are vicious. They taunt us toward feeding our flesh and our present comfort, and they are the ultimate breeding ground for settling. The more we grow in our knowledge of who we are in Christ and how we are beckoned to live for him among a world created to know him, the greater the distance our hearts and our hands will release from settling for what's not ours. I keep going back to our previous episode of knowing him and the ongoing truth of the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. If we are continuing to saturate ourselves and culture that's apart from Christ, then we will eventually succumb to surrendering to its ways. Our open-handed surrender to Christ should be leading us into and leading us to being the saturator toward the ways of Christ instead of being saturated by the ways of the world. We are the carriers of his light that should shine so brightly on a dark world, not to blend or blind, but to boldly guide and build up to Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. And number three, we must go into our spaces and places and tell about Christ and all that he is and all that he's done and will continue to do. To everyone we come in contact with, with open-handed surrender to the when, the where, and the how he asks of us. Sometimes this will be bold. It will look different than what others think that it should. It will hold a different weight and surrender than we would like for it to It will even cost us some momentary pleasure or satisfaction for a very purposeful, intentional, holy and heavenly gain. As God grows us in him, he continues to show us how and when, where, what and why he is asking us to surrender to his way. And he gives us all of the resources, the people 
the places, the processes, the possessions, and the things that we need to extend our open hands to his best for us and for those he is surrounding us with. God has created us all uniquely with the perfect disposition for what he will equip us for. How can we even argue with our maker that calls each and every one of us his masterpiece, his beloved? There will never be one single step that you and I will take that he isn't right there in step with us, the ones he chose and the ones we took instead. Did you know that he already knows all of the places in your life that he will ask of us to surrender and you and I will choose to settle? He does. He knows all of it. He is waiting with his grace and mercy, redirection, and even discipline. Will you be ready for open-handed surrender to his will ready to choose a life that only settles for his best for you. Hudson Taylor describes this so beautifully. He says, The branch of the vine does not worry and toil and rush to seek for sunshine and there to find rain. No, it rests in union and communion with the vine, and at the right time, and in the right way, is the right fruit found on it. Let us so abide in the Lord Jesus. The decisions we make today will determine the stories we will tell tomorrow. Thank you for joining me today in the overflow. As we bring this season of knowing to an end, I am so excited for what's to come. Please join us next time for the final episode of this knowing season and a sneak peek for what's ahead in the upcoming season. Would you be so kind to take a few moments to rate and review the overflow When you take the time to do this, it helps the Overflow podcast and its message reach more people and gives them the opportunity to be engaged and inspired toward a life lived for Christ. That's the whole mission and vision and heart behind Overflow. I thank you in advance for taking the time to do this. And I can't wait until next time.